Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of New Money with Spencer and Solo. I'm Solo Cisse, and today we're talking business. We're going to be speaking with Nicole and Sabrina on how they're taking their brands to the next level. So thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? I'm Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm Solo Cisse. And this is New Money, brought to you by Coindesk. Today, we have two more lifestyle influencers who have created their own personal brands. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about that. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Start with you. Hey, guys. I'm Sabrina Sadegian. I am the founder of 4AM Skin, and I'm a medical student at Georgetown University School of Medicine. Hey, guys. I'm Nicole Shiraz. I'm the founder of Nalia Swim, which is a a swimwear line um, based in L.A. So, Nicole and Sabrina, how did you guys go about growing your personal brands and followings? How long did it take? You know, what was that process like? So I I kind of have an interesting, I guess, way that I fell into being an influencer. I started out actually as a photographer and would just take photos of my friends in high school and loved it. And randomly one day I got reposted on like the Instagram, Instagram account. Got a huge following from that and then kept doing photography for a while. And then when I went to college, uh, focused more on fashion and just loved fashion so much that I started working with brands. And over time, you know, I feel like back in the day, it was so easy to grow on Instagram. Now it's become so hard. It's so saturated. No one was trying to be an influencer back in the day. So as someone who was pushing to do that, just had, you know, personal lookbooks, worked with brands, being reposted by brands, things like that, it, it was easy. And. I think the thing was is that I loved creating content because I was a photographer first. Yeah. Yeah. And so having that beautiful imagery designed with uh, you know, my own personal passion for fashion, I think spoke to brands and spoke to my yeah. community that I created. And then over time, you know, I was um, studying science in college as well. So I had the fashion and then I had the science and I was trying to really mash that into a personal brand. And I think people found that interesting, f- finding someone that is both so interested in science yeah. and knowledge and medicine as well as being creative in fashion. Yeah. And then that's kind of how the skincare, I would say, came into play, was it was something where I felt that was really a marriage of both my passion for creativity and building a brand yeah. and the science aspect behind it. And I'm sure we'll get more into it, but that's kind of how I started to grow. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Nicole? 
Well, yeah, basically, um, I actually had a business before having Nalia Swim. Um, and how I built that business was really finding like an issue or problem that I felt was, you know, that needed to be solved. Um, and when you have something that you feel like, you know, you could relate to, um, it turned into something. So I had a business where it was, um, you could hire out luxury handbags and I obviously, as someone that wants to wear luxury things all the time, couldn't do that. And so what I did was I just reached out to a whole bunch of influencers that I knew um, and took that risk of kind of saying, hey, do you believe in my, my brand, my product? And then from one or two big people, it just like kind of rolled out. Um, and then I think it was just more like building the relationships and the connections over the, the months and then over the year. And then I took that on to my new business and did the same um, method. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that actually is quite interesting that you guys both touched upon is that a lot of what you guys focus on is kind of like untraditional, right? Like you talked about how your direct approach to influencers, and I know that you and your business as well do the same thing. Like, you know, I you know studied business in college, but the, the business marketing aspects of what I learned are quite different than what you guys employ in your businesses today, right? So like, I think very uniquely, like, can you guys talk about how you guys as influencers personally, like, you know, in it, like have been able to use that to like come up with creative, innovative ways to like grow your businesses, right? Like totally. you guys have been able to use social media in a way that like hasn't been taught in a book, right? Totally. Like, so can you guys talk about how both of you guys have done that on your eyes' own platforms? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the most interesting one right now to talk about is TikTok. Yeah. TikTok has, cool. I would say, smiled fondly on us in the past <laughs> couple of months. We managed to go viral on our brand account and my own personal account a couple of okay. times before we launched, which got us great traction. And I think it's so interesting because you kind of throw whatever you think into the algorithm and it spits you out and either it works or it doesn't work. But when it clicks, oh God, does it click? I mean, I was just filing through hundreds of hundreds of DMs from people who had no idea about our brand five minutes before. Yeah. And then we had so much interest into it. And I think just throwing kind of darts at a wall and figuring out what sticks is like what you said, new age marketing, right? You can't be taught in a book. It's, it's just seeing what is on the forefront and predicting kind of what you think is going to be the next big thing and just going for it. I really don't think that you can write out a playbook. It's just kind of seeing, you know, what sticks at the end of the day. And I think influencer marketing and all of that, it's so new and there's not been books written on it. And it's, it's really just feeling it out, trying it out. And I think like what Nicole said earlier is creating connections with other creators, other influencers working together. People love the power of a community and just speaking to a community as your own fans or your own community or linking up with other creators. I think that's a huge thing also that people are taking advantage of. And we see that now with creator houses and yeah. things like that. Yeah. No, I totally agree with Sabrina. Um, I think that it, you cannot predict like social media at all, the trends, the algorithms, everything changes. I remember when like three years ago, even so, now it's just, you can't even just have a story and just post something and then think that you're going to get a sale. It doesn't even work that anymore. You know, you have to really implement like TikTok, for example, she's right. That just blew up over the last year because of the pandemic. So, you know, having to just like keep up with the trends is so important. But if you really keep, I guess what it is, I think it's just like keeping up with um, what the content that you see, you'll realize that there is a certain pattern that, or format that you could follow, you know? And it's really just, like I said, like she also mentioned as well, keeping that relationship with the influencers and then kind of just like 
going off what they their ideas are and you know just building off that do you guys think yeah. in your personal opinion can you stand to run a business in today's day and age without touching creators like, no, I think creators is everything nowadays. Gotcha. I mean, we even see that with crypto, right? With NFTs coming out and the creator economy just exploding. I mean, I definitely think that... Perfect segue. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I think that for sure, I mean, you, you see it with the power of NFTs and the power right. of just the creator economy and people really retaining their own rights to their own content and things like that. You need, you need creators, you need to empower creators in order to build a business and to grow. I mean, everyone is about community nowadays. And I think also you see that again with TikTok now. And I think almost the dying out of Instagram is that authenticity aspect of you wanting having creators become a best friend to you and to have a recommendation feel like it's coming from a friend. And I think creators are able to do that now with a lot of these more, I would say, casual settings like what we're doing right now yeah. or yeah. TikTok or videos yeah. or things like that. So, so you spoke on uh, community for a minute and, you know, obviously in the decentralized world, community is super important. But prior to that, like, what do you think is the difference between like business clout and like creator clout? Like what's kind of the, the personal dynamic versus business dynamic? Because a lot of the influencers or creators that we have on the show aren't um, true multimillionaire uh, brand owners or representatives. Right. Well, I think like what I was talking about earlier, it's that authenticity factor that helps creator clout so much more than I'd say business clout. And it's easier to build a brand as a creator than it is per se a business in this day and age because people want to connect with a face. And people want to feel like they're talking to someone. People want to feel like they have that connection and that emotional yeah, piece of it. Exactly. Yeah. A brand, you're speaking through a wall. And you know, you build a brand voice, you build a brand presence and you curate it. But again, it's something that's super curated. Yeah. So when someone breaks that fourth wall, even with a brand, you'll notice that people are so much more engaged when they feel like they're talking to actually someone behind a screen. Yeah. Even for us, when we've been talking to our consumers and people that are buying our skincare, in our DMs, we're super casual. We talk to them as if it's our best friend because we want them to feel like they're a part yeah. of something and they're actually connecting yeah. with a human, not just some AI robot that's yeah. trying to sell them product. Yeah. And so I think that's why the creator economy is exploding so much yeah. because people want to feel like they're connected to something that they're buying into. Yeah, I mean, I think question, I guess, like, I guess what I would say, too, is like, Nicole, like, obviously you as being, you know, obviously international, right? Like, you've lived in many different countries, you've lived all over the world. Like, can you talk about, like, what do you see just, you know, on back of what she said, do you feel that that's the same, you know, is like, is operating a business in today's day and age the same in different countries? Is social media super important for U.S. focused companies, et cetera? Like, can you talk about that? Well, yeah. So basically, I mean, I'm in Australia right now and I'm running a whole ass company from here, um, you know, doing the whole night and day crazy schedule. And um, I found that since I've been here, I've actually brought in way more Australian customers because I'm posting my location here. And so people are like starting to notice me here and, you know, noticing my brand as well. So I feel like it, like the whole geotargeting thing, it's so important as well. You know, you want to be able to get um, consumers from obviously worldwide. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, it's like just finding that swimwear is like, for example, my product is you could you could buy that anywhere in the world. Um, but every country is, I guess, different with in terms of fashion. So you have to obviously try and keep up with the, the different, you know, cultural trends, as it says. Um, but like Sabrina said, it really is just like being authentic and just like, you know, really engaging with your audience and really like 
just being their friend and like just making them feel like, hey, like, you know, this is a product that, you know, you do, you do want or, you know, if you do purchase this, like you're going to feel amazing and great. Yeah, no. So so with that being said, obviously, this is new money brought to you by Coindesk again. Um, what do you guys think about new technologies and how they can be implemented into you guys' uh, businesses? As I said, you guys are business owners. What do you think about that? So I definitely am super interested in, in the crypto space and NFTs and where that's going. And like I said, I think the creator economy is definitely exploding. And I think we're going to obviously follow it super closely to see how we can incorporate it into our business going in the future. But I think where crypto and NFTs really have its bread and butter right now is empowering those creators to be able to you know, monetize themselves and to be able to put that valuation onto themselves and not be beholden to like an Instagram or a bigger corporation yeah. Yeah. that says, hey, this is where we're valuing you at. You're kind of locked into this thing. We own you. It brings all of that back to the creator, which then I think will in turn make the creator space explode even more because now people are going to own their own content, yeah. not, you know, again, say, be beholden to like a YouTube and Instagram, something like that, and be able to really create for the sake of creating, not create for someone else who yeah. has another intention in mind that might not be in the creator's benefit. So I think uh, definitely it's going to make that space super interesting, seeing more people do it for themselves and not for other people. And I'm, I'm interested to kind of see where it goes, but we'll definitely be following it and see how we can incorpor incorporate it into our yeah. own future business. Yeah. No, I totally agree with Sabrina. I think like, I mean, right now we, you can see like we're shifting into that whole like, new market. And so, um, I mean, I feel like we're, we're changing or adapting to new money. And I, yeah, I'm just excited to see, you know, what's going to come. Sorry, one second, not to cut you off, but she did plug new money. Once again, brought to you by Coindesk. <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always got to shout out the sponsors. No, I mean, I, I think what's actually interesting is in both of these conversations, like in separate dialogues, I've spoken and we've spoken to both of you guys about NFTs, right? Like, and we obviously have a lot of different creators on the show and all of these things. Do you guys think your insight as a creator, right? One, obviously help you understand brand marketing in these day and age with using these new ways, right? Using creators to touch people more directly, right? But then also, like, do you feel like that accept accelerated your guys's, you know, diving into crypto and NFTs, right? Because like, we bring a lot of people on the show and there are some people that are, you know, super deep into the space. So like, obviously they have, a, you know, a deep understanding, but like, you guys seem to have talked about it a lot more than most, right? So like, do you think that brand, you know, having to be a brand has made you guys conscious? about those trends and technologies and things like that, that like some of your other influencer friends on your individual creative side, like haven't? I definitely think so. 
I definitely think that for us, the interesting thing is for using crypto like Bitcoin and even accepting payments and looking at transaction fees and things like that when you're doing international shipping and selling. And it actually is a much easier way to deal with a lot of that space, which I think is super interesting. And seeing when obviously crypto becomes a little less volatile than it is now, using it actually as a currency form is going to be something in the future that I think is really interesting and going to be what we just do and what is normal. And so I think even having those conversations early on in a business sense and looking at even accepting currency like that made me dive into, you know, what is what this is space, yeah. which has been interesting and I've, I've loved learning about it. I mean, to be honest, guys, I didn't know what an NFT was until I was joined uh, when I joined Galaxy. So, I mean, that just shows that, you know, someone from Australia doesn't know what that, that is. So I could really be that first person that introduces, hey guys, NFT is a thing and let's start doing this. Um, so yeah, look, I think that it's great that as creators, we are kind of like, you know, the first to introduce this, impl implement this. And I mean, just being a, um, a brand owner in a sense and just having a business and being able to just like utilize it and I guess like um, getting our audience to, you know, jump on board is, is going to be really interesting. And just to see, like, especially like I'm in a female market, I'd love to see more women get into like the crypto game and um, yeah, the NFT game. Definitely. No. So um, obviously, Nicole, you, you shout out Galaxy, our app and said that um, the, the first time that you heard about NFTs was a byproduct of me and Solo. So, you know. Thank you again. Shout out Galaxy. Gonna plug us anytime I can. Um, but no, Sabrina, what, what have you heard about NFTs and how they can affect uh, you guys' industry? What have I heard about NFTs and how they can affect our industry? I think the big thing for us is being able to hold our own content that we're making yeah. and just almost selling parts of the business or parts of the content and parts of that, I would say, virtual world to yeah. our consumers and having people bring on either for experiences or for, like I said, um, videos, content, things like that, being able to incorporate that as a selling point yeah. um, is I think where we're looking at in our next space. Yeah, like like being able to like enhance that experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's it like opening a box of 4 a.m. skin or opening yeah. something from Nalia somewhere or anything like that? Like what makes your product a differentiator is mm -hmm. that in that point in time, like you know, there hasn't been something, mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot of different aspects of it, and you know, Spence and I have talked about this in a lot of different episodes about how you know, crypto is 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 a great solution. Obviously, we're deep in the space, we're invested in it, and things like that. But you know, there are still some you know points of friction in the right. ecosystem for, sure. for it mm -hmm. to be fully adapted, right? right? And so, like, I think from that perspective, once those barriers to entry with things like Galaxy, right, or anything like that, right. help, you know, make it a lot more palatable or anything like that for people, right? Like, those business opportunities can be, you know, vast, right? Like, when you open that box and you're gifted that digital one-of-one one piece or one-of-ten piece because it becomes, you know, uh, unique to an individual line or, you know, individual item that is going to be sold on the website. Like, that's kind of like how you kind of, you know, use the digital world, exactly. but also in yeah. a very, you know, everybody knows that people want exclusivity. Exactly. Right, it's a scarcity aspect sorry. of it. Exactly. Yeah. So scarcity is, is huge, right? And verify sex scarcity, sorry, is even bigger. Um, I, I think when you look at it, merging the, the physical with the digital is also very important too. So, you know, I did an NFT. I'm not going to necessarily plug that and all that stuff, but it was it was based on charity in one of the shoes. And, and the concept of merging physical and digital uh, seems to be very appealing to fans. 
Um, you know, so so in in merging that technology with with established brands, I think that's a, a lane and an avenue that you guys can definitely capitalize on. Um, but but shifting gears back, right? Like, how did you guys figure out how to create such large social media presences um, with your business pages actually instead of personal pages? I think at the beginning I was solely focused on Instagram, and then I realized as a creator you really need to build a brand that's an omni-channel approach, right? So you have to have the Instagram, you have to have the YouTube, you have to have the Galaxy, you have to have all the nine yards, right? Yeah. And then it becomes the same way in business where you have to have that omni-channel approach as well. So you're not just trying to capture one audience in one place. And like I said before, I was lucky that in TikTok, we went viral a couple times and we got a huge amount of views just from that, but also living in New York and becoming friends with you know editors and people in industry and things like that and just kind of getting your name out and almost like guerrilla marketing tactics yeah. and just really trying to plug your name everywhere you go, plug your brand everywhere you go, talk about it, just be obsessed with what you're doing. People feel that, yeah. people love that authenticity yeah. and if you're just so <laughs> aggressively hungry and love what you do, people are gonna start to listen. And I think that was the biggest thing for me was when I was building my brand, I was such a champion for it and I used all of these channels to be able to speak on it, that people are like, oh, I'm kind of interested now. Like, what's going on? What is this 4 a.m. skin that you keep talking about, you know? What is this? I'm like, well, it's some skincare that's so easy. You can do it drunk at 4 a.m. Or you, you can do it on the road, getting nah, up at 4 a.m. Everybody perfect. likes perfect. that, like, yeah. you know, exactly. in, in a, in a four-sentence, like a four-word exactly. four sentence. You get like, your tiny you get elevator idea. pitch, you get yeah. the idea, and if you just keep yeah. plugging, plugging, plugging on every single yeah. channel that you have, yeah. you'll start to get at first that cultish following yeah. that then once you hit it and you get lucky on a couple platforms you just you boom big. yeah i mean i think actually before nicole answers i'm actually very personal uh, you know personally interested in, in the fact that you've done this before right like this is not the first time you've opened a business as well yeah. and so like can you talk about how you were able to do that in multiple opportunities like multiple instances and like what those processes were like like building a large following right like Everyone, like, you know, being able to see, you know, how large your following is across different platforms is, you know, obviously been great to see as like a friend, just seeing you do well and do your thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but just would love to hear you talk about that a little bit more. Uh, well, yeah. So basically, I mean, it just goes back to what Sabrina said. It's like, you know, you use your most personal and then your like your business. It's like it's two different sectors. Um, but the thing is, more so when I was working with my last company, like I mentioned before, it's I wanted to resolve something that I had a, a real issue with. I was like, why don't we have this right now? Like, why does this not exist? And so I think that like how I was like creating a market where um, that there wasn't one, first of all. And then, you know, using that, I guess, experience with this new business, which is not like swim. So, I mean, swimwear is everywhere. Like, I mean, I have so many competitors. But at the same time, you know, we're in a generation now where, you know, we need to be more environmentally friendly. So I, you know, incorporated that and, you know, using material that's recycled and um, including sizes that go up to 5XL um, because back in the day, swimwear was, you know, people would only wear swimwear if you, you felt like, you know, you had a small body and whatnot, like you could only feel confident if you were tiny. So it's like, it's, it's, getting, it's getting to a point where you just have to like, get with the times and the, you know, with the changing of um, how everyone is thinking. And I think that it's also just like having that presence on social media, constantly posting, constantly seeing what's on trend, like being on top of, you know, TikToks and stuff like that. Like TikTok used to be, I, I felt like 
like people would just be dancing on there. But now it's more like you could go on there and you could actually talk about your life. You could actually talk about, hey, guys, look, I have this bikini, but like this is what I need to tell you guys about this bikini. Like, you know, you could wear it like five different ways. And it's more like a tutorial. People can kind of relate to you. And like she mentioned before, Sabrina, they feel like you're their best friend. And that's what we're living in an age where like you could be in a whole different other country and still feel close. So yeah, content is very important. Totally. And I also think I really agree with what you were saying on filling a gap in the market, right? And I think that's really how a business will explode, honestly, and how you get that huge following is if you speak to something that's not there and it's, it doesn't make sense why it's not there, right? You're like, for me, for example, for 4AM Skin, what we've done is we've created these all-in-one products that, you know, is a luxury routine, but it's an all-in-one, so it fits with your lifestyle and it's it really easy to do. And it solves a critical issue. Yeah. And everyone's like, why is it not here? So then when people start saying, you know, here's this gap that it's filling and people are interested in it, that's, I think, when you get the huge, you know, amount of people talking about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. Uh, on that note, right, as full-blown entrepreneurs, you kind of told me, um, what you feel on the onset and solving a problem, right? Um, but this is probably last question as we're about to wrap up, but what do you th feel like is most important in the short, medium, and long term to scaling a business, right? Because, you know, you guys both are, are very successful. I think if we're talking about creator versus business and what's yeah. mo the most important, I think it depends, right? So if you're a creator and your business is your all-in, it's your number one, it's your number one thing, I would say in the short term, building that creator clout and saying, hey, I have um, this credibility in my yeah. industry that I'm in, and then I'm gonna create a brand, it's creator in the short term, yeah. and then brand in the long term. Yeah. If it's the other way around, where you're a creator, but you wanna have your hands in multiple things, yeah. it's creator in the long term, building a voice where you're gonna be trusted on kind of anything that you yeah. talk about, not just one thing, and then you kind of have your hands in and everything, so then I would say brand then becomes short term. So it's really kind of what you want to do with your own future. Do you want to have your hands in one thing that you're super passionate about, you talk about all the time, and that's your brand, where your creator and your brand become the same thing? Or is it, hey, I'm this person, and I'm just going to kind of use my likeness to talk about a lot of different things and be in a lot of different areas? Yeah, no, I totally agree with Sabrina. I definitely think that it's really, it, it depends on the individual. Um, you know, like one creator could literally expand into so many different products. Like who knows in a couple of years, I could be doing something completely different and I, I don't even know. Uh, so yeah, so it's, I think it's important to really, um, focus on both, um, depending on like what you personally want to do. But as a creator, I think that the opportunities are endless if, you know, you build that market for yourself, uh, because, you know, we're constantly growing, we're constantly changing. And we just, like we said, we don't know what the trends are. We don't know what's, what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, just like bring on NFTs um, and crypto, it, you know, it's going to change the game a lot, um, especially since like it, it's a new generation, like we're, we're, we're the young generation that's going to start doing it. Yeah, I know. Obviously, with, with that being said, uh, to your point, our generation kind of is the vanguard in this new technology space. Um, I think um, in this specific episode on our podcast, we've uh, learned about entrepreneurship um, leading into the future, how you kind of uh, blend both creator versus business clout. And so it's been very informative. Again, this is new money brought to you by Coindesk. We've learned about, like I said, entrepreneurship, creating that new money. We didn't touch too much in the cryptocurrency, but that's OK. Um, 
every episode is different. But personally, from uh, myself, Spencer Dinwiddie, my co-founder, Solo Cisse of Caxi App, and obviously our, our, our two lovely, powerful, you know, creator, entrepreneur, more importantly, women, right? Business owners. Um, I, I want to say, you know, oh, and friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to say thank you. And uh, um, this is us at New Money by Coindesk signing off. <laughs>